Let's go. What's up, everybody? Welcome to Binge Town TV. Today, we're here with a very exciting episode. I've been dying to cover this on the pod. We're coming at you with a Rooks and Vets for Yellow Jackets on Showtime. Now, this has been a really hard show to get people to watch sometimes because it's on Showtime. I feel it's something that is it, that's one of the streaming platforms that's really hard to get people to watch. But I'm very excited. We've got me and Luke as the vets, Brian and Dave as the rooks and we're going to walk through every two episodes but for the people who are just joining us so if you know us you've seen rooks and vets we cover all kinds of sci-fi shows Uh, right now we're doing the last of us we're going to be doing shadow and bone coming up we've done a ton in the last few years you can go back and look at our catalogs Um, but if you're just joining us for the first time maybe you're gearing up for a season two of Yellow Jackets Like Us that's dropping in the end of March. Um, we're Binge Town. We cover all kinds of sci-fi shows and Rooks and Vets is exactly what I said. Um, we're so excited to see Brian and Dave's thoughts on the show. It's one of my absolute favorites. It's a mix of Now and Then, which is like an a, like a classic movie from maybe the, like the 90s it came out with like Rosie O'Donnell. It's perfect. It's that like mix between um them as young kids and then as they're grown up and kind of a coming of age story and then it's the savageness of the lord of the flies and it is fucking incredible luke is gonna like so amazingly walk us through this because i left my notes at work (laughs) so uh luke take it from here and because she left her notes at work i had to send her mine as a general outline so if she steals any of my funny lines it's fucking mine (laughs) um okay so I'm going to give you guys a couple things about Yellow Jackets, some peripherals. I always love bringing these kind of things up, like the ratings and nominations and stuff like that. I'll give a small breakdown of how we're going to be covering these two episodes, and then I'll pass it over to the Rooks to get your guys' input on how you guys feel after the first two. This show, it was really pitched to us by friend of the pod, T-Money, aka Tyler, on one of our recent episodes that we recorded. It was more of a Patreon-style episode where it was a free talk. Um, favorite. This was during the Emmys conversation because technically it didn't count for our top five of 2022 because it would have been either number one or two for me. Mm-hmm. But since the original episodes aired in like December, November of 2021, it didn't count. Right. Unfortunately. But anytime a show recommendation is coming from Tyler, he's a self-proclaimed TV snob. So he loves all of the types of shows that get the super high critic ratings, the nominated for best drama series that some people don't even hear about. Right. Like the, you know, you can, you can call it prissy TV, whatever you want to say, but I gave it a shot. Kathleen loved it and she put her stamp of approval on it. And this show fucking slaps. It has a it's sitting right now. Season one at 100 percent from critics on Rotten Tomatoes with 79 percent from the audience score. It's been nominated for multiple Emmys. Um, and it's our, the season two, as we kind of alluded to, is going to be coming out in March 24th, I think. And yep. this season was so good that. Even with season two not even being out yet, it's already greenlit for season three. So we know that the writers have all this freedom to work with. And Kathleen said Showtime, while it's not it's not HBO, it's still not cable TV. Like they have money. They made shows like Dexter or maybe it was just Dexter New Blood. I kind of forget. Either way, good network. Yeah. I trust them. And, and now after seeing season one as a veteran, I love this show. I've been craving this conversation. Thank what God were... this wasn't on Netflix. <laughs> That's all I have to say. Yeah, it'd be canceled, canceled by now. So canceled. Yeah. Oh my God. What were the Emmy noms for? It was it. Our main conversation about it was uh, most outstanding drama series. I think that was like our oh, main series, topic. Yeah, I didn't yeah know. It, it was up there with um, 
I, I it was against Better Call Saul, Squid Game, um, all of all the yeah. Euphoria, all of those big exactly. ones. So also Melanie Linsky and maybe one other one. So Melanie Linsky plays the older version of Shauna, and she was nommed and won for I think a Golden Globe uh, mm-hmm. for it because she she's fucking incredible. I mean. 10 out of 10. She's Australian in real life. So her, it's even better. Like her accent is so thick and yeah, you can't even tell. Didn't even know that. We'll talk about the characters. Um, once, you know, as we're going through the intros, but I want to clarify that because of the formatting of the show, you guys already know, because you've watched the first two episodes, there's young and older versions of a lot of these characters. And in no way, just to be, just to be concise and easy about it. I'm going to be calling people old Shauna or young Shauna simple yeah. as that it's not like an Green. offensive yeah okay um all right so <laughs> let's move along to your guys initial take here because we're all over the place like we're in 1996 then we're flashing forward to 2021 and how we're going to be covering this episode is going to be split in that way where we're going to float fly through everything kind of chronologically um where it makes sense you're just gonna have to trust me when i say that because it's a little complicated how this is laid out but yeah give us your guys impression of episodes one and two b Thompson, and dave Tag me in, coach. I have been excited about this show for a while. I have a coworker who has been like, this is the show you got to watch, especially because I talked to her about the wilds too. She's like, if you like that, you'll love this. That's kind of how yeah. the conversations always go on. Like you said, Kathleen, there's always been a showtime shaped barrier between me and actually watching <laughs> yeah. it. When you guys approached me with the pitch town, I was like, yes, get me on that. Uh, Cause I've been dying to watch this and Great pilot episode. (laughs) Oh my gosh. Such a good pilot episode. I was watching it with my roommate and I looked over to him. I'm like, dude, I am in into this show. And then episode two totally held up. So yeah, I mean, it's kind of like the wilds and that it has this big ensemble cast and the quote unquote teenagers, I think they're all in their mid to late 20s. Most of the teen <laughs> actors. Yeah, um, they're doing a fantastic job. And I said in the chat, Luke and Dave, Kathleen, obviously you do. But do you guys recognize Jackie? Oh, we are. We've had Wait, conversations for Dave, about you know, yeah, right, ahead, Dave? Dave, which one's Jackie? I'm still getting names. She's down. the Jackie- captain. Yeah, the captain, the like the peppy young one. Jackie. She's her best yeah. friend. Sean is cheating on like with her boyfriend. Off the top of my head, I can't think of what she Wait, the voice? Come on, I brought this oh, up. Oh, you did. You Ooh. did. It's fucking, it's it's Vi, right? No, Jinx. It's Jinx. Yeah. I, you can't unhear it. It's so great. Now For anyone who's listening, we're you. talking about Arcane. So Arcane on Netflix. Jinx and Vi are the two main characters. Haley Steinfeld is Vi. Jinx is Jack, young Jackie from Yellow Jackets. We, we have... recently covered that too, by the way. So go check out yeah, that Yeah, boy, did we. We find the craziest binge town covered <laughs> TV show relationships, and I absolutely love it whenever it comes up. Oh, yeah. So those are my takes. I'm in after two episodes. I'm going to hand it off to Dave. Let us know what you think. Yeah, kind of in the same bucket as B Times. I'll be honest. So I have a like a my in my one note for my notes of all the shows that we cover and everything. There's like at the very top, there's a what to watch list kind of like just floating around of like TV shows that uh, I need to that I just have on my watch list that I need to get to. Yellow Jackets has literally been sitting here. For probably a year since like maybe a Patreon episode we did like year like a year ago, and everyone like I I forget it might have been at B Tom's apartment when we did the recording for it, but everyone's like, oh Dave, like this is gonna be like right up your alley, and 
you guys nailed it. I mean, this is exactly my kind of TV show. We got a great mix of drama, great mix of like thriller, horror kind of. It's not like too horror, but it's more thriller. I'd Gory, say but... more than horror, I would say. Yeah, yeah, definitely. And so it just blends so well. The mystery. I love a good mystery. There's so many questions that we just have not gotten any anywhere close to any answers. And that is just a blend for me of a perfect show. And I can't stress enough like what B Times was saying that this I'm I was so hooked. I was so hooked. Um, this is one of those shows that I'm gonna hate to be on the podcast for because I told Luke prior, I was like, I this is one of those shows I would be up till four AM work the next day just <laughs> binging the whole thing if it wasn't for this podcast. Why are we as a culture so obsessed with like plane crashes? Like lost, so good. Why the wilds? Like it's so it sets love- you up for such an interesting I'm like I got to start packing better in my bag just in case. You never know. Very you know? True. It's the real it's <laughs> like, the realism kind of aspect to it. Like that a plane yeah. crash could just happen to any one of us anytime we're traveling. And so being just imagining ourselves in these situations, mm-hmm. it's just crazy. It also plane crashes. Usually if there's a show about it, it usually isolates a group of diverse humans who don't know each other and essentially just pits them against the elements. And mm-hmm. that always just lends for drama, like scarcity of resources, just interesting television. I mean, I'm no, so right. excited for this one. Felt very 100-y, honestly. The first pilot very episode was kind of Season one. Yeah, yeah like they sure. crash a little bit and they come out. The grounders. Just, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Honestly, yeah. Wow. Okay. Yeah, well, right? Yeah. <laughs> okay. All we're right, back, so bitches. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mentioned it earlier. There's going to be these little buckets that we're going to set this up in. Um, I'm calling them timeline buckets. And so how I currently have them split is the 1996 era. And then, like I said, the 20 or sorry, the 2021 era and then the 1996 era. And just to say it for you guys, again, it's going to be broken up between pre-crash, post-crash, and then the three cannibal scenes we get spread out throughout the two episodes. And just because of how the show did it, we're going to follow suit and start with these batshit crazy cannibal scenes. So we open with a girl obviously being chased, right? Like behind her, like some like absolute savage Lord of the Flies stuff as we speak. You don't know who it is. Obviously, you don't know any of the players yet, but dark hair running through gets chased into this absolute like it looks like it's an animal trap, right? But it's like they were hunting her down to do that. I like remember watching this and being like, how do they even fucking get here? Like the outfits they're wearing Insane. So the the notable parts about this is the necklace, the heart necklace that the girl in the pit is wearing. And then as a girl approaches, it's the pink converse, right? The converse, I'm pretty sure. And those are like the notable things, but right off the bat, fucking hot. Like, yeah. what, what were your, was your initial? What, did you think cannibalism? Was it pitched to you as cannibalism? I, I heard through the vine that it was something along the lines of cannibalism. Agreed. So again, I just, I don't know. I wasn't really thinking too much into it at this point, but I was very attentive of the necklace and the shoes. I'm just like, because that is exactly what I was looking for in the 1966 yep. timelines. I'm like, where's 96. the necklace? Where's the converse? I'm looking for who's going to die so I can already check it off the list of one thing that we <laughs> yeah. could potentially know, but didn't get any clues. But I was perfect opening. I mean, just to get thrown right into the intensity of the situation, I just had me on the edge of my seat and I was just so ready to keep hitting next. Mm-hmm. Yes, what an opening to the series, honestly. And it like rips the band-aid off right away. Like, this is what this show is going to be. It's going to be gory. Like they had her fingers twitching and stuff. Mm-hmm. With the knowledge that 
we have from the first two episodes. I was like going back, looking like whose hair is that? Like, what is her body shape? Which of the girls was it? But like, you can't tell at all. So I'm a little bit lost. I have a lot of theories. I feel like I don't want to say my theories about whose pink shoes they might be yet, et cetera, et cetera. But yeah, it was crazy. Do you want to rip kind of just the other cannibal scenes? Because not a lot happens, but a lot happens. Mm-hmm. That meat, I can't even imagine that's what human meat looks like. The like balls. Comparing it to the hundred, spoiler alert, in season five, when they're like in the bunker and they're eating the meat, it looks like square ahi like, tuna. Yeah. It yeah, looks yeah. like, you know what I mean? It looks like raw tuna, yeah. like you would get it at sushi. You know what I mean? It's so funny how, I mean, I guess they didn't cook it in the hundred. They didn't cook it, but damn, it was jiggly. It was so jiggly. <laughs> Gross. That girl um, was skinny. Those the, <laughs> the flesh eat like the the consuming of the meat reminded me of that it's that newer Sebastian Stan movie um oh, I think it's called um, Fresh. Fresh yeah mm-hmm. I was getting a lot of those vibes because that movie at the end of the day was kind of it felt at least very symbolic of you know like vegetarianism and just like people eating meat is maybe like we feel for these animals we don't have feelings for animals when we kill them but when it, when we put a person in there it's like then you go through all the emotions and everything and so yeah i was getting a lot of like flashes to that movie mm-hmm. if you guys haven't seen it fresh is a very good movie again sebastian Stan, winter soldier crushes it never even heard you pitch that before oh <laughs> i just it literally just came into my mind as we were watching yellow jackets but it reminded me so much and like the way you see them actually like biting into the meat it's getting stuck in their teeth and you hear all mm-hmm. the sounds it's it makes you not want to eat meat, but I'm still going to eat meat anyway. But it's just one of those things where it's <laughs> yeah, like yeah, it's yeah. so gross to think about. <laughs> um, let's, 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 you say that. let's take it a step further and get that like part two of this scene, which you don't get till the very end of episode two is where you see it's more misty centric. She's confirmed. Mm-hmm. Obviously, you know, she lives to 2021 because she has an older version, but she's confirmed in this cannibal group. You see her kind of like looking crazy as shit like she always is. And she has that little smirk. But Another notable piece here is there is a person it, with antlers that's hidden. You don't find out who the identity of this person is, but within the Yellow Jacket Jackets community, they're known as the Antler Queen, AQ, Antler Queen. So that's going to be a constantly referenced identity that we're going to probably be asking you guys who you think it's all tie. the way along the way. Ty. That's my that's my first guess. Lock it in. Taisa. Taisa. Okay, yeah, put her on the board. She had some leadership qualities. I'll tell you that much right now. I I can't even guess at who Antler Queen is right now, but you shouldn't Mist- be able to. Yeah. Misty is confirmed cannibal. I do want to bring up one thing because I think it's relevant to kind of this cannibal group. We see the notching that triangle marking carved into a tree before the plane crash. So that leads me to believe there are grounders if you will already there and i feel like they may be providing a group for some of the girls to join and get like kind of more of a stockholm syndrome will join the cannibals that are already here and clearly know how to survive and turn on our boys that is my working theory with what these cannibals are now which of the girls clearly misty does and i love misty because she is just chaos she Mm -hmm. is a straight psycho and (laughs) i love a crazy bitch i'll tell you that much right now (laughs) this is a perfect time for me to jump in and say this this last piece about the show because it relates to this when i was pitched this show by tyler one of the one of the phrases he used that rings so true as a veteran now at this point having the whole whole hindsight of season one is that you guys got to know that there's now at least going to be three seasons 
And you already know the timeline of there only being 19 months of them being lost in the wilderness. We find that out in this first or second episode. Um, what Tyler constantly said is when the season's over, you're going to realize they left a lot of meat on the bone. That's what he always says. Yeah. And that's a little yeah. ironic saying that with cannibalism. But just know there are there's a lot to left be left to be explored even like from me and kathleen's knowledge in the 19 month period you mean yes i'm saying like season one does not maybe it doesn't get us as far as you're probably have thinking it's going to yes yeah yeah. so there's a lot of things we don't even know okay it's it's great that you mentioned that because literally right before the podcast i had told luke i was like like i'm all in on the show love it but it's just it's crazy to me that they're able to even have a third season of this because just on paper with the plot of just like, you know, plane crash, cannibalism, like you could get like probably two seasons out of right. that. So when I'm glad to hear that there's still a lot of open endedness to it, which means it feels like it's going to be like a little bit of a slower burn, which at the same time, it's such an intense show that it won't feel like a slow burn, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. But while you say that, I feel like this show works so well because in these two episodes, I was equally as interested in their adult selves because like Shauna is just such an interesting character. When we found yep. out she wound up marrying the Jeff guy, I'm like, damn, this girl's got layers to her. <laughs> uh, but Thaisa is like running for center Senator Nat's Nat. Like I was yeah. very interested in that, but mm-hmm. also I want to know everything that happened in the 19 months. And Luke, you're insane that you just said, I know they're only there for 19 months. Yeah, only right. 19 months when uh no, I know, I know. When Shauna dropped that to the reporter in episode one, first off, I thought they were gonna leave it open-ended how long they were missing, but she's like 19 months. I was like, Oh, that is long. Mm-hmm. I thought it was like three months or something. Yeah. 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 The slow burn setup of seeing who's one by one who's still alive as an adult is so money. You're just every time they give you a new person, you're like, fuck, oh damn. Like that, mm-hmm. that's so much information you're gonna get. Yeah. Knowing they're gonna survive yep. is amazing. And Luke, I just gotta say, I can't believe you're giving Tyler so many props when I've been pitching this for 365 days. <laughs> this yeah. feels you're, crazy you're to absolutely me. Absolutely right. You're absolutely right. <laughs> she and literally has been the Patreon that Dave was referring to originally since he's had this on his list for a year was Kathleen. I remember when you <laughs> did you. that. So yeah, you're right. You're but right. But I will say, like, when I watched this, I watch I was watching Dexter New Blood. And they were basically like one after another. And and I was watching and I kept seeing the trailers. And then me and my girlfriend finally pulled the trigger when there was like three or four episodes out. We watched them all in one night. We were like glued to the TV when you get to binge the show. And then we had to wait week by week. And I was like, oh, my God, every Sunday was like, again, Game of Thrones. Like I was like ripping my face off. I couldn't wait. So so very excited to Mm -hmm. get through this with you guys. And then for everyone, obviously, we're going to do week by week for season two. I may have said that in the beginning, but so now, you know, you know, the moving target we're trying to get to in these past flashbacks, we're getting to this cannibal timeline at some point, what season, who knows, but now we know we're going to get to. So now we're going to take a step back in time here. And I think it's probably most appropriate to hit the pre-crash all episode one content before we get onto the plane, because this gives us the best intro to all of our yellow jacket soccer girls here. Yep. And I'll just kind of take it here by just listing a character, how we were introduced to them. And then you guys will have your chance to just say what your initial thought of about them is and like anything you want open floor. So starting with that first scene that we get, we do find out they win the semi-national or whatever they're they're, They win a sock. They win like a tournament. They win to advance. They win States. Yeah. Okay. They win the state championship game. Okay. So 
Let's just talk about our first two characters we meet. It's young Jeff, who's a long-term boyfriend of Jackie, who is the voice of Jinx. I'm always going to bring that up. So, Who Pretty, can't you know, fuck for shit. Yeah, apparently not. Yeah, it was, it was in the first scene, like she's just laying there pretty much, right? Yeah. She's, she's struggling. Not, yeah. And then obviously, when the fucking, he was finger banging her. Still doesn't know. I was just, it was just being dramatic, but and then he also, sucks at that too. And yeah, and apparently he sucks at fucking Shauna later in life too. So yeah, no <laughs> dick game from our boy Jeff, but honestly, just kind of a, just kind of a shithead. He, yeah. He's a cheater. Once a cheater, always a cheater. Nothing too crazy from Dre- and Jeff. And Jackie. At least. What about Jackie? Jackie's another that's an interesting character right there because I'm so interested to see how her and Shauna's relationship collapse the inevitable collapse of their relationship because it's going to spill at some point it's a drama series that that shit's going to leak its way out somehow Mm -hmm. she was great character because she's got she seems very nice but at the same time she seems like she could also be a bitch when she needs to be and like kind of hold her ground she does come off as a little bit of a leader obviously she's the captain and she does a very good job like the coach tells her straight up like you know, you have no talent, really, but you just are so good at talking to people <laughs> like you're the captain. And so yeah. I think she's a good character so far. She has influence, I mm-hmm. believe. She's not yeah. the best player, but she has influence. Jackie might yeah. be my favorite of the girls so far. I just Crazy I just misty, really liked baby. her, Crazy honestly. Misty. And I think like the sympathy that came from her being fucked over by Shauna, like that is such like a betrayal of her friendship. And I like empathize for her like being made a fool by her best friend that mm-hmm. sucks but also she is the captain she is the leader and if you're faced with this plane crash crisis i expect her to be one of the people that steps up and like helps these girls survive this and i'm hoping it's not her that was in the pit because she certainly seems to be the owner of a certain necklace that the last time we saw it was around shauna's neck so who knows where it's gonna be but this guy he watches tv man i watch tv (laughs) follow the necklace it really is so quickly jeff sneaks out the window and they get in the car it's jackie and shauna you can tell they're best friends and jackie mentions like oh it's, it's you're a nerd if you go to college a virgin so we're just gonna bang like we both don't want to be virgins and Shauna was like huh he's a virgin <laughs> like did you guys Saying think it, yeah. anything of that at that time because the reveal isn't until the the party obviously in the woods like she says to see a virgin and you're like oh well, I wonder why she's all like weird about that and then I later just, you're like oh he ain't a virgin yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah I took it as not that she was the one like cheating with on Jackie right. with him, whatever. I took it as more so like, oh, this guy's like a sleaze ball. Like he's just a, like kind of like a liar. Like, and everyone knows he's the player, I guess. I got to watch the first episode twice. So like on the rewatch, the first time I watched it through, I just thought she was a disappointed friend like Jackie. Why are you like sleeping around with this dude? Yeah. And then on the rewatch, because they have an interaction where they wave at each other on the rewatch. You're like, oh, yep. she would hate to make eye contact with that dude right then and there. It just read completely differently. And like on the rewatch, it's harmless. Like. Oh, you think he's a virgin? Like, I thought she was just looking out for her, but she was just like, nah, bitch, I am the one that he was sleeping around with. Like, figure it out. <laughs> it's, and uh, first off, Shauna's teen and adult casting is like so uncanny. Good. Oh, all, I, think a, I think all of them are, honestly. Like, they all look like their older selves. It's crazy. They Except pick- B-Tums. Nat. No. Yes. yes. I love, I love She's the Nat great, cast. but like, yeah, it doesn't look similar, but at the same time, they have two completely different looks. So like everybody else kind of has the same like style. Mm-hmm. 
Like Misty has the curly hair still. Like she used to be blonde, long, burnout. Now she's kind of like leather jacket, short, dark. Young Nat's hair is like bleach blonde. Like she dyes it. So it makes sense that older Nat isn't bleaching her hair anymore. You know what I mean? Correct. Yeah. I remember at first thinking that that wasn't like I love them both, but not thinking that they it was a good like back and forth. But on my second rewatch this time around, I'm like, I fucking love those. I love Nat. Nat is like one of my favorites. Just yeah, I love Nat. Oh. So, so here well, I'm gonna say one thing because I'm one of my favorite parts about the show is how much my character rankings changed throughout the season. Like it it was fluctuating more than the, the average show, and I'm usually pretty set in my ways. So at the end of all these episodes i'm going to just quickly ask dave and brian to give me their top three characters and we're going to just take note to see who's shifting and when because for me personally when i saw this for the first time i completely got a bad take on jackie i was so anti jackie for the first like episode and a half that like looking back on it i don't even know what i was really seeing but maybe maybe with i have too much hindsight and it's biasing me right now but i wanted to see it seems like you guys like jackie right off the bat where i definitely was just i was not a fan of either shauna or jackie young shauna or jackie right in the beginning i had a conversation with my coworker about how she was like my early favorite and she was also like i kind of got a bad taste from her in the first couple episodes because and i think it's only because of that like she tried to hook him up with the randy walsh guy and i thought that was like a genuine friend like oh like you haven't been i mean definitely below her standards but at the same time like i thought you would just want to know if someone was asking about you i didn't think it was like such an obvious put down of her and like Mm -hmm. every other scene she seemed to be such a genuine friend like you've been there since the beginning we're homies they were like getting ready together like yeah, and it, it could be a little of both. I just took it the negative way that your coworker did, and I feel like I kind of regret yeah. that because it could be taken either way. I just, I mean, obviously, my the character rankings—it's a survivor show. Like people are going to get desperate, so the people that I like in this episode, these two episodes, are going to end up doing desperate shit, mm-hmm. and I'm going to fucking hate them. Yeah, and I can totally see that. But I'm ready. Uh, I would. Lo- I'm ready to talk about those character discussions at the end. All right, moving on to our next character. Here yep. is we kind of were just mentioning her, young Natalie, young Nat. Uh, she's just like a goth rebel, a little bit of a badass. But at the same time, I, I wrote this in my notes, Kathleen. You see that anti cliche. Um, yeah. The reason I wrote that is because after you get her introduction with her couple friends, like you could see they're like drinking or smoking, whatever on the they're side. Burnouts, of the- yeah. yeah, burnouts. But then the next scene. This is not what you would expect from a burnout is going in there to the soccer girls and like dancing and singing like all of that. She felt a little bit like anti cliche, which I kind of liked. Like there's Natalie is very layered, I will say. Yeah. Yeah. I like Natalie a lot, too. And I think that kind of lends to just like the soccer team was almost a safe space for all of them, no matter what background they were coming from. It was soccer team above everybody else. Like even the principal in the beginning, I don't even think we said the principal and fucking uh, Callie, the girl that broke her leg. That could have been me, which I only got on the rewatch. That was so funny. Allie. Allie. Callie is Shawnee's Shauna's daughter. Jesus. Thank you. Yes. Allie. That one only hit on the second watch through that. She was one of the opening interviews. But the principal was just like, those girls were different. They were champions. You know, they cared about that soccer team. Buzz, 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 baby. Not yet. (laughs) I mean, I guess we could talk about her because Misty is just, is she the manager? Is that what she's? Yeah, she's like, yeah, she's the team manager. I kept calling her the water girl. 
Yeah, I mean, you guys know, like Misty is just as almost a scene stealer by how chaotic she is and just crazy. But yeah, she she is almost, I would argue, the best cast it between the young and the old, just looking like each other. And you recognized her adult actress, right? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Nope. So So bring it to me. Tell me who it was. So Christina Ricci is obviously who you're talking about. So she's in Wednesday, but she was also in Now and Then as a kid, which is interesting. Like she was a young version of Now and Then. And then they get her older version was uh, Demi Moore. And they like flash back and forth, which is funny. But my God, she's meant to play like a psycho, isn't she? But she is also Wednesday from the original. Yeah, she's Wednesday Correct. from the original. Yeah, and Wednesday she's in the Wednesday. The and she's show. in Wednesday. Yeah, so mm-hmm. she that was okay. she was in the Adams family, and then she's a non Adams family right. character okay. in the remake. So it's just cool. That's awesome. Just coincidentally having goat. watched them both within like a month of each other. Missing. And we covered Wednesday, so go check the pilot of Wednesday. Yep. Binge on TV. It was definitely probably my favorite character. I mean, I hated <laughs> on her early on because I was like, this girl's so weird. Like she was the one, like all of them are cheering, celebrating. She's kind of like in the corner, just like smiling. Like I I would like to be a part of all this. And, but it was so funny when she's doing the, like they're in the pep rally and everyone's not, everyone's like really that hype, but she's just like, buzz, 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 buzz. (laughs) I'm just like, this girl is out of her mind. (laughs) The coaches were looking at her like, all right, real it is. But you could tell that Misty, just wanted to be a part of like what B Times was saying, pretty much just wanted to be a part of something that she felt like she could be useful at. And she doesn't get her credit at all from the team. Like she's mostly looked over by the team uh throughout the be- like in nineteen sixty six before the crash. And you can tell you're saying sixty six. It's ninety six. Ninety six. It's only like been back 25 in the 60s. years. Yeah. yeah, the 60s. They've been they're 50 years older now. <laughs> um, but good time to bring up the 90s nostalgia all through this was pretty great too. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. she was just you right away you get the feeling that Misty just wants to be a part of the crew, but she's really not there fully yet. She's just right on the outside looking in. And it's cool seeing her develop uh through the cannibal and then to her post self because it's just like when is the oh boy <laughs> because she is we see her the crash happens she's so helpful she's loving all the attention she's getting from everyone but we also know at some point she's going to become a cannibal so like where is that switch going to be from being worshipped like a god to a cannibal you know i would say the switch happens you can see that she's always been like that at the end of two the end of two is is showing that she is like she's unhinged she's unhinged yeah for sure i just want to see the full transition from like being a savior to now I'm going to hunt all of my friends down and eat for yeah. the purposes of the show. I'm glad that she's here just to create chaos, but uh, she's a character that I, f- I feel bad for her. Like I really do. Like when she had to take the phone call of those like bullies call, like nobody yeah. deserves that. Like clearly <laughs> she has had to endure some ridicule. And in that sense, I feel bad for her, but I feel like, doesn't justify the things that she does and she just clearly is crazy so Mm -hmm. but she's also capable too it's very weird that she was the one that in crisis was like stepping up and like cut off we'll get there but like she's a good character i really like misty for sure yeah Yeah. Mm -hmm. um we'll we'll do more of misty but i just want to give you this last chance to hit all of the other main soccer player characters because everyone I just started with right there kind of got their own scenes to introduce them. But these, I'm just going to name the other characters and we'll just open, talk about them and their intros because they were all really shown together. Um, We have Laura Lee, who's the religious one. We have Lottie, who's the one that has, she's, she's medicated on um, 
I don't know if we find out what medication she's the one yeah, that has to take medication. Her dad dad's plane. plane. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, we have Van, who is um the one that they leave to get burned in the plane. Travis, who's the son of the main coach, and Javi, who's Travis's brother. They're both the son of the older coach. Then we have young coach, who I just call coach because I don't remember his name. Coach ben. Scott. Ben. Ben Scott. Ben. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Um, and then the other two are Mari and Akila. You need mm-hmm. to say Ty because fuck Ty. I'm not a Ty guy right now. Oh, oh I yeah, miss Ty. You're right. I totally see. That's so I'm funny. I'm not a fan of her right now. Luke was on the interest, fuck Ty. Luke was on the fuck Ty train too, like right in the beginning. And I was like, she's my favorite. I think I'm biased because Jasmine Savoy is like booked and fucking busy. She's beautiful. She's in Scream, the latest Scream movie. She's fucking amazing. Is that teen or adult? Teen Ty gotcha. is is like gonna be a absolute star. You're biased. She That's sucks. Fun. She broke some girl's leg for yeah. Was that's, it you know on what? purpose? Layered. Definitely on purpose. That's the question totally. layered. <laughs> All these but bitches you know, are layered. It's so funny the juxtaposition of like you see them went like you see them eating each other, hanging each other, like hanging this girl up <laughs> and eating her. And then the juxtaposition of showing like the next scene is like them winning states are all like loving each other. And like, yep. it's like, how does this go to this? This is wild. They do mm-hmm. such a good job of showing. And I love these girls like this female led cast gives me so much life. And I love that it's getting such crim- critical acclaim because you don't see that that often, like a full cast of girls, both young and old, like coming of age, but in the sickest fucking way. Good stuff for me, baby. I yeah, love r- it. throw some it. opinions out of there. Anything you guys feel strongly about any of those characters I just said? Like we Nobody were just talking about Thaisa. Did we, uh, Thaisa, I would say, is the most quote unquote influential besides Jackie. I think like if two leaders arise and butt heads, I think it would be those two. I mean, she's intense. She really is. She was the mm-hmm. one that brought out up the freeze up and it's a little, did she do it or not? But she took matters into her own hands and went for that hard tackle against Ali. So like, that's who she is. And her freaking adult self is running for Congress, which is insanity. If in your closet, you have a secret that you promised to take to your grave. Like mm-hmm. I would just chalk it up. Okay. I'll never run for office. That's cool. So like, this would yeah. come out. It's unavoidable. I, I can't put myself in the public eye. That's what Shauna uh, thought. That's what literally they <laughs> yeah. told her to stay away yeah. from the public eye. And she's now um, on the TV all the time. Lottie, though, is an interesting one. What It was Thaisa and Van that Thaisi was freaking out about Van. Like, where's Van? Where's Van? So I think they might be like BFFs or something. There's a relationship there. Lottie and the pills. My Actually, my roommate takes credit for this one, but I'm going to bring it up. We think she might be schizophrenic. Because she has the dad who's clearly just signing checks and doesn't seem to be in her life because there's that one quick shot right before they get on the plane where she's just sadly being like fed some soup by her caretaker or whatever. Um, And she seemed like really, really, where are my pills? I got to count my pills. And if they were like my roommate was like, if those were SSRIs, like you'd just be like, okay, I can do without. She seemed to need her pills. So like schizophrenic that could be i don't know i don't know i thought no, it was a really good theory we um, appreciate your medical knowledge because i have none and <laughs> who else have i not talked about uh like you you already said van so the guys travis javi and coach 
Travis. Yeah. Travis and Nat seem like they got some stuff going on. The younger brother, I just feel bad for him. Like what a shit hand to be dealt to be there. And right before the flight took off, his brother called him a butt munch. That's not cool, man. But yeah, that's all I got. Oh, okay. I do love the younger coach. I do. I, I really like him. He's like a funny character. Poor guy. Definite Honestly, poor guy. Beside after the conversation we had of Ty, like all those other characters, unfortunately for me, they haven't made too much of an impact where I'm like, oh, I like them. I hate them. They're just kind of extra bodies there. Obviously, the development of all their relationships is going to intensify in like to X infinity. But I, none, none of the other characters besides maybe Ty, Nat and Jackie were probably like the main trio for me. And then everyone else was kind of there. And I, I almost agree them. with you because I didn't know these people's names until about oh, I, three or four. You were listening. Well, the ones um, that, yeah, if exactly. you didn't give the descriptions yeah. next to each one, there was no way. I mean, I only know Laura Lee is probably the only one I also know. Cause that's just like an interesting name. Yeah. Fuck yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. off Laura Lee. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. The religion aspect to that, like where they're all just like, this girl is just so obsessed with religion and then when she says cunt it's obviously oh man them giggling at her that is 10 out of 10 stuff yeah Yeah. it just goes to show you like like brian was saying that plane crashes are so interesting because it um, brings a group of people that don't know each other but this is a situation where they do know each other and they're bringing baggage like you know is van gonna forgive jackie because jackie was just gonna be like peace yeah to her like yep. it's there's a lot of fun dynamics going on mm-hmm. i love this show but anyway let's get to the kegger yeah shall we so uh the only thing in between those two is just we already briefly mentioned it was the breaking of the leg did you guys have want to say anything else about that i, I don't know how important that is because we did the talk about gore looked fantastic i was like oh god i don't want to see that but they only gave us a quick shot and that was like, I thought it was insane. They gave us like, that was the fourth gory scene we saw because the leg breaking was pretty gory. That sound was like insane. Oh, the sound. And we saw the me. pitfall. So like, they're letting you know what this show is about. Uh, but they did the gore great. Dude, you you are saying pretty much, you were going through my thought process like, the yeah. entire time I'm watching because one of the things that I was, I felt so strongly about, but about this show is it just completely makes you feel uncomfortable the entire time in almost the best way and by design. But yes, the gore is, it's not even like the most brutal thing ever. It's just real. And it just feels weird. Cause you never see it like that on TV, especially like when coach gets his leg gushy, like you don't Ooh. ever see things like that. And it's just, and like the way that they use the music with the always constant humming or like the yes. moaning of the girls in the background, whenever creepy shit's happening, like the show is so good at making you feel uncomfortable and the gore and like how bloody and real it is, is a huge part of that. So I'm happy that you got, at least I know B Tom's agrees with that. Cause you just said that, but I don't know if you feel the same way, Dave. Oh yeah. hundred percent. I, mean, I love, I love the, the fact that we're getting like my thoughts, even though it was, I knew it was kind of a cannibal show. Thinking it was kind of showtime, I wasn't really sure on how much they would get into it, but because there are shows from Showtime that they definitely go hard into the paint with gore and stuff, but then there's kind of like the the, the softer shows, so I wasn't sure which route they would take with this, and I'm mm-hmm. glad that they were able to incorporate such intensity in like the breaking of the leg, the cutting off of the leg, like it's just so good so far. Yeah, this came out like same nights as Dexter. Like it was a bloody night for television yeah. for 10 weeks straight. Like it was brutal. Nice. <laughs> like they were, it was just blood town. So. so let's, let's open the floor for the whole kegger party front to back, including the LSD trip, the, the, the actual like a pop, um, compliment each other tour that they have. And then in, even in, up until when Shauna fucks Jeff and they take Jackie. Home. So basically the whole rest of the night, 
until they get onto the plane. So whatever you guys want to talk about, bring it up now. How if about- Nat's not your favorite character after the pilgrim hat scene, then I don't know what show you're watching. <laughs> so she's like, and she's I don't number like your two. Pilgrim hat. Was number that the Lottie? Yeah. She was so delighted. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, um, overall, I thought Jackie did a phenomenal job after the uh, I guess the the fight breaks out between the players and Jackie. We see her leadership skills kind of come to fruition here with what the, the coach was referring to with her ability to uh, have influence on others and like, yellow jackets on me. Yeah, like she just, <laughs> t- she just took control of that situation of like all these high school girls are about to fight. And she was the one that took control of the situation, sat them all down and was like, you are all going to sit here and talk nice about each other until we feel better about ourselves. Mm-hmm. And we're going to get the fuck out of here and we'll act like this never happened. Like she was just such a badass in that moment. And Nat is definitely in my top of characters right now, young and old, I would say that too. But that was definitely the, the part for me that just really stuck with me. I'm like, Nat is just such a beast. Every time I've seen this, which is the third time I've seen this episode, when Jackie says yellow jackets like over here, whatever, I'm like, everyone at this party is a yellow jacket. They just go yeah. to that school and that's their thing. You know what I mean? Like, it's mm-hmm. funny because it's like it would be like my Sun Valley vanguards. It's like vanguards over here. It's like we're all vanguards. Tigers. Tigers all <laughs> horrible mascot, by the way. What are you guys doing up there in Sun Valley? It's a vanguard, but it's a griffin mascot. Like, uh, griffin's we're called cool, the vanguards. Though. Should have been yeah, the yeah, Griffins. but we're not the Griffins. We're the Matt. We're the Vanguards. But yeah, missed opportunity. We're the four hundred one Ks. Tangent. But one of my favorite Family Guy gags is when he's trying to think of a fake name, and he's like P tier, P tier, uh, Griffin, Griffin. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's an OG. <laughs> um, yes. Okay. So we're at the kegger. Uh, the LSD thing was funny and she saw Misty, which I think was just the show's way of foreshadowing Misty's a character to keep your eyes on mm-hmm. yep. everything else. Dave, I think you covered it with Jackie's leadership stuff. I already said she's one of my favorite characters. This scene is a big reason why. And I did want to say Lorelai saying you are beautiful. <laughs> In the eyes of the Lord. Is Laura Lee, bro? Why are you calling her Lorelai? Because Lorelai. Lorelai, Lorelai, tomato, tomato, fugazi, fugazi. What are we talking about here, man? Words are just things. <laughs> Speaking uh, of Lorelai Low, um, we cover Carnival Row and we'll be. <laughs> Mm. I'm so happy why, that you remember that. Yeah, that's why he's saying it. That makes sense now. <laughs> it's why I needed to pitch our other show. Laura Lee. Okay. She's but, hilarious, though. I like yeah, that. Yeah. I have an inkling yeah. she's gonna die. She's a she's a forgettable-ish character. And I think she's too just much. too sweet. Okay. But it so, seems like she doesn't keep, someone but, needs to keep the faith in the group, though. So it could be that could be her role. That's you know? true. Mm-hmm. Maybe I'm underestimating her. I could I could wind up eating those words. But the definitely the twist of um Shauna fucking Jeff, I thought was definitely crazy. Like because they didn't like they're in the car and you know, Shauna's like, Oh, like my house is first, like you should just drop me off. So you don't really think anything of it. And then Jackie's the one who's like, Oh no, just drop me off. Like I need to get home, whatever. She made that happen. She made it happen, literally, mm-hmm. yes. And so they're in the car. And when they're alone and she moves up to the front seat and you just see in the shot from behind them, I'm just like, something's going to happen here. And she's like yeah. saying, pull over, pull over. And it it happens. It that, happened. That felt <laughs> like a legitimate mic drop moment for me. The first time I saw that, where that caught me so by surprise that I was like, damn, I was shocked. I was, yeah. I did not think Shauna was capable of doing that, to be honest, mm-hmm. because of how close we had seen her and Jackie being, I just didn't, didn't take her for one to do that. <laughs> 
Um, did you guys see my boy Randy crushing the kegger? Oh yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. Fucking love Randy. That's for you, sexy <laughs> um, lady. <laughs> yeah. <that's what> yeah. <laughs> All right. Um, okay, so I think that only leaves us in this pre-crash timeline bucket with them just getting ready to go to nationals. You kind of get a quick glimpse. I don't think there's almost anything really to bring up because we did talk about all the characters. Like you really get the Lottie drug thing here again. You find out Van has a weird situation. I'm assuming that her mom's a drunk or something. Matt lives felt... in a trailer. Yeah. So like just... comes from poverty, I guess. Yeah. I just felt so bad for the coach's sons because I feel like we hadn't been really introduced to them. And like me knowing that the plane is going to crash, mm-hmm. I'm just like these these poor kids are just brought onto this plane to oh, die. Yeah. Not or even least, on the team. Yeah, they're not even on the team. They're just there, and they're they're going to just experience the worst hell, which they do. They'll One, get more screen time going forward. Oh yeah, I, yeah. I mean, I definitely foresee them being big parts, especially. I mean, Travis obviously we know goes a wall completely after this all these events. So yeah. I'm interested, probably the most in Travis and how he's been able to be so low key and not keep in touch with everyone and like no one's been able to find him. So I think he's probably the back end most like interesting character so far. God, you have so much good shit yeah. for you to get to. I also ahead, think Jacob. that like there's there's so much to dive into between Shauna and Jackie. She's not just like deceiving her by cheating. Like in the beginning of the episode, Jackie says to Shauna, like, oh, our room at Rutgers or whatever she says. I can't remember the school she says. And then you see her get accepted to Brown. You're like, this girl just doesn't like she doesn't have the voice or the guts to stand up to Jackie or to tell her how it is. I think she just kind of lets Jackie run her life kind of that might that might be a little dramatic. But like she's got main character syndrome. I got a little like Leslie. Nope vibes she's just like a steamroller and if you're like a type b personality you'll just be in the background sure. exactly and that's why she's not... probably getting annoyed at jackie being like well randy it's like dude i'm not fucking okay so, up with whack-ass randy so Stop. the way you're talking about it though it seems malicious i never got the impression that jackie was uh, like ill-willed in anything that she does i thought she she's was genuinely clueless. trying to be a friend not even clueless but just like she no, I don't mean that. Know. I I mean Jackie is. I think Jackie's oblivious to how she comes off. Self like, centered a little bit. Has no perspective. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. And she's like denying Shana's all fucking the her boyfriends. Oh, dude, yeah, but she doesn't Shana. even know that. <laughs> yeah. yeah, but she doesn't know that. But yes, agree. Fuck Shauna for doing that. But yeah, Jackie yeah, yeah, also yeah. maybe Shauna doesn't want to stand up for herself because she's fucking the boyfriend and knows she has no leg to stand on. To me, how I took was neither does Ben. <laughs> <laughs> ben. Dover? Scott coach, coach. Who coach. Lost his leg. <laughs> yeah. Somebody laugh at my Ben Dover joke. <laughs> Kathleen's was funnier. Um, whatever. Whatever. Did you want to add something? I'm sorry. I we did. totally cut I you totally off. wanted to add something, but now I just can't remember. Oh, what it was was um I feel like how I took it, just only one watch through, is that to me it felt like Jackie was kind of like the popular girl, and Shauna kind of sits in her shadow a little bit and maybe wants the spotlight but really doesn't but their relationship reminded me of something of like she's jackie is clearly the popular girl where shauna maybe isn't so popular but they're still best friends kind of situation i thought yeah, i could read i forgot that my initial impression was that shauna had a crush on jackie and that when mm. it like slowed down and was watching them twirl at like the that. kegger i thought she was just like that's my best friend who's will always be off limits to me because she plays for the other team mm. but then that scene was to highlight how she was looking at, oh, I'm kind of screwing this girl's life up. But yeah. obviously that was not the right read. I like that, though. That was I think that's a good take, too. Yeah. So 
the only other thing that happens, and we could put a pin in this for a second, is that we they get onto the plane, the cool ass Lottie plane, and then Jackie gives Shauna her necklace and a Valium. And I, and Valium. Valium. <laughs> and I knew at that so, moment that there was no way that it was going to be Shauna in the pit. I just had a feel like well, one that didn't you already didn't we already know at that? Oh, uh, I, I don't know. Not really. Yeah, well, it's not Shauna in the pit. You know, no, no, yeah. that's, that's what I'm saying is that I, when she handed it off to Shauna, I was like, okay, Shauna's definitely not the same girl. Right. That we You're saw saying in the okay. Pit. Gotcha. You're saying but the I'm, necklace is going to get somewhere else. Yeah, pretty much. I'm, I was like, what I'm trying to say is, yes, I'm still keeping my eye on the necklace because I just right away assumed that it wasn't Shauna because it didn't yeah. look like the right. girl that we saw. Something the girl I, we saw was like very small, seemed to me like very. No, small. you have to rephrase. You know that it's not Shauna because we see Shauna present. Day. Yeah, <laughs> and okay, she doesn't well, yeah. have any steaks and she's not eaten. <laughs> yeah. yeah, she's alive still. <laughs> um, okay. okay. Do we want to? So, so that's the end of episode one. Basically, they wake up and they see the planes crashing. Do we want to now jump to 2021 or do we want to just talk through everything that happens after the plane crashes and then just do 2021? I'm going to crash talk stuff? kids, the kids still. Okay. Kids. Okay. So yeah. Because there's really, I mean, that was like a lot of it because, you know, 2021 is going to take up mm-hmm. another big part of this conversation because post episode or post crash starting episode two here. This is where you do get the quick 1992 middle school call with Misty. Doesn't yeah. really matter, but it just fucking chaos erupts everywhere. You, the worst things you could imagine when a plane crash is happening, right? Shauna wakes up from the Valium. She sees everybody's freaking out, screaming. There's like people on fire and stuff. Like Jackie's screaming at her, like, wake up, wake up, wake up. Like all of this crazy stuff is happening. And this is to me where the show starts. Like we yep. just got done the prologue. It's time to start like the show. And we could take this however however many scenes in a row you want to get to, but a lot of this is it's starting with Misty based and Jackie and Shauna based. Where Jackie and Shauna they they have the interaction with Van, who's burning in the seatbelt before she gets out, and then we have Coach Scott, who's caught under the the um the plane wing before Misty cuts off the leg. I guess we could just pause there because that's like a lot to really talk about, and a lot of people are freaking doing a lot of things. So whatever you guys want to bring up. Question for the boys right off the bat. What is your take of Jackie pulling Shauna off and leaving Van? What's your take? It was fine. I think that was like, it looked like the plane was going to erupt in flames and it was reaching Van very quickly. And they did give a legitimate shot to try and rescue her. But in order to save themselves, like why? I mean, I just think it was the right move. I At the end of the day, I think it was the right move to try. They tried to save her, realized they couldn't. Sorry, Van, but you're kind of fucked here. Like, mm-hmm. that's, I think they did the right thing. Yeah. At a certain point, I mean, it does become a self preservation decision. Like, the plane was going to blow up at some point. It could be in 20 seconds. It could be in 20 minutes. They didn't know how long it would take. And, like, you can't fault them, but it's hard to watch because it is an impossible decision. And then, of course, knowing that she lived, then you realize, okay, then it was the wrong decision because she ended up living. But, that's just to add more, you know, fuel to the fire here. Well, it was the right decision because oh, she no, wound yeah. up living. Yeah. yeah. If I true. was Van, I would have said, just just go limp and let them snap my neck before leaving me in the seatbelt to burn alive or something, because that seems like the worst death ever. Yep. But yeah, shit hit the fan. Like her surviving would be like that. I would never sleep around Van. <laughs> like I would never close <laughs> yeah. my eyes around her. True. The one thing I do want to bring up um, is I think that there is definitely we never see why the plane actually goes down. I think there's a reason for that. I think 
potentially, and this is me just kind of tinfoil hatting right now, just we see the marks, obviously, of these people that are already indigenous to this area. And I'm thinking to myself that maybe because we don't actually see how the plane goes down, maybe there was, this was set up by those people who are on the ground. Like they, they're seeing a plan. They're like, oh, my God, there's hundreds of free food like just <laughs> sitting on that plane. Let's somehow work a plan to take them down mm-hmm. because those markings were pretty much right next to the crash as well. So I'm just I, I'm just kind of theorizing here. I just think that however the plane crashes, it's going to be an important factor. Like maybe Misty just throwing her out under the bus because she's the one that's fucking up a lot like with the flight recorder and everything but like maybe she accidentally knocks out one of the pilots and like that and if that knowing that if the other girls hear that misty for whatever reason caused the crash like that would have caused all of them to turn on her misty then becomes out outcast again joins the this is just me just i love it no i love it at the end of the day it's just i think that the plane crashing whatever caused it is going to be important i loved that that was we also proposed that same theory did misty somehow help cause this plane crash and i was just like no way i can't even entertain that that's too out there but i was like but maybe she's she's a little crazy (laughs) i love it can't rule it out yeah, because we don't see anything. Um, like, it's just the worst situation for Jackie, just waking up to being in a a crashing plane. That Shauna, would just Shauna. oh, sorry, Shauna. Yeah, that would just be the absolute worst fucking thing in the world. So, yeah. all right, let's move it to Coach Scott then. Like the because that all happens right around here too with him having his leg pinned. Because this is one of the most vivid scenes that will stick with me forever. His oh, leg looked like a banana peel. Ugh. It like, did literally. I, I'm glad. They show people like yakking and like throwing up and getting sick because that's what it would be. It would. It, you're right. It's absolute chaos. And if you see someone's leg just smush, like Misty walks by the pilots, they're dead. Like they're lifting this thing, and uh, he passes out immediately because you can't just like relieve the. You know that's why she chops off the leg. Like if Misty wasn't there, Coach Ben dies immediately. Like oh, yeah. every time he's dead, the, the, a normal girl wouldn't know what to do. Like. I mean, I watch enough Grey's Anatomy where I could probably think about it, but am I going to take a nax and chop off a leg? I don't, I don't fucking know. <laughs> I think yeah, yeah, I have good yeah. aim. If it was one of us, <laughs> okay, I would chop your legs off. I would. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. You'd take them both, yeah. <laughs> yeah, take them both. <laughs> Just even them out. Put them in a bag or something. That's like when Joe, yeah. when Joe is able to walk in Family Guy, they're like, "Oh, we put your legs in a bag," and Peter's like, "Can I have this?" <laughs> <laughs> Give him to Brian, right? Dude, yeah, give him when, to Brian. Yeah. <laughs> when Misty does just without even thinking, just grabs, goes and grabs the axe as they're all freaking out. Like, so much respect. Watching it on the second rewatch, the second they lift it and you see her leg or his leg, she walks away like all the other girls are freaking out. She goes, gets the axe, comes right back. And as soon as she slams it, they just cued like hardcore rock music and it was just perfect cinematography. I was like, this fucking girl, man, she is. Yeah, uh, she that makes was, the show so entertaining. That was the moment for me where I was like, so much respect for Misty here because blood everywhere. Because, yes, I mean, I personally, I would probably be one of those ones in a frantic state of mind, but honestly, I've seen enough television to know that you should chop off the leg. Caught, I can never pronounce the word though, cauterize. Carterize. 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 Yeah, cauterize the leg. Either <laughs> way, like I've seen enough TV to know that, but for Misty to be able to just write into it and just know right away we got to stop the bleed or like remove the 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 excess flesh, 
cauterize wrap it, wrap it, then Gen- cauterize yeah, it. Yeah, genius. And also that cauterizing, like that's got to stink. That's got to smell so bad. Mm. Oh, when she so when she, she doesn't gonna... cauterize it until like that night yeah. though with yeah. the axe. What when... she does, the witch hazel going over it, just the pure alcohol on that big of a wound. Who's ever scraped their knee and cried like a baby when they put alcohol on it? Yeah, yeah. Imagine that your entire inside of your leg. No, thank you. I thought it was so funny that she was going to cauterize it while he was asleep, which it's a smart move, obviously. But he wakes up and and then he's aware of everything that's about to go on. I just thought it was so funny. She's like holding the axe. She's about to do it. And he wakes up. But your legs cut off. I'm going to stop the bleeding. So abrupt about it. Just (laughs) being rational. I agree with her. (laughs) No, I completely agree. I mean, again, Ben should be thanking Misty with everything that he has in him. So speaking of um, poor outcomes for coaches, so Javi's running around and they, and they realize they got to go get him. So Ty is chasing Javi and Nat goes to find Travis and Travis is like, understandably like fucked up, right? He's being a dick, but I mean, he watched his dad fly out of a window, right? So then that kind of happens. And as they're all finding their, of course it's Laura Lee. When they find their bag, she gets her stuffed animal, blood on the stuffed animal, look up, coach is just stuck in a fucking tree dead. Mm, so fun. Chef's kiss. Come <laughs> on. That's so good. Someone's got to be stuck in a tree. Let's go. Yeah, someone's got to lose their leg and someone's got to be stuck in a tree. That's just how <laughs> yeah. it goes. They're checking all the boxes. For sure. They are. And they Travis are. is checking the box of being a dumbass and his first instinct is to climb up there and just double the weight on that breaking limb come on Trav. <laughs> like i get it's oh, your wait. father but there are definitely more logical ways to go about this yeah i'm yeah. excited to meet adult Trav. i'll tell you that much oh 100 100 this is also the the time period in the show where you see the carving like subtly on one of the trees that was there which is just one of the plot points that stuck in the back of my head for my entire watch through just knowing, like you're saying, Dave, they were there's some something has been there at one point. Like who knows, like how involved it is currently. But that symbol that's on the current day postcard was already on the tree before the crash, and that just was something that every time I was watching an episode, I was kind of thinking about that. Like going back and rewatching that little bit that I did for that's that part of seeing it on the tree because for me, I guess I might have missed it the first time watching it. But then when we get see it in the postcard, my first thought of the symbol was it kind of looked like a person laying there and then this like there was a line going through what would have been the person's right leg and i was like oh it's a symbol for ben scott like it looks because there's like a line that kind of goes right through the bottom right corner of the triangle that yeah but it it doesn't add up because it doesn't like the markings already there but and what kind of math you're doing dude it's adding up yeah if you guys like (laughs) go back kind of math yeah if you kind of if you look at the symbol again it does kind of look like it's predetermined yeah We'll get to it. We'll get to it. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, I love it. I, do we have any other things? Oh, I mean, you see, this isn't even important, but you do see that Lottie still has her meds and she has a limited amount, obviously. But I don't really have any other notes for this timeline because it does end with just like this, the the cauterizing and then Misty finding the tracker box and destroying it after he after overhearing that the girls are accepting her and loving her and kind of just worshiping not worshiping her but this is really appreciated for the first time in her life yeah she wants yeah. to be here oh my god wild so uh, so such a crazy move Come Dave on. knew it was happening as soon as the scene he's like she's gonna fucking destroy that yeah so I saw the ble- the blinking light and I was like what the fuck is that and then when it said flight recorder I asked Luke what's a flight recorder he's like oh it tracks the flight and I was like she's destroying it <laughs> it's done <laughs> she's it's so done I guess that kind of scene where the girls circle up and just 
I mean, Laura Lee says cunt, but like they all go around. I was a little disappointed. Shauna didn't like uh, man up. Finally, that was the time where it would have been not as bad as any other time. That yeah. is not the time. That's the worst. Time. You're stuck with nothing on that to, to be like, oh, I fucked Jeff. P- puts it Everyone into perspective. Like, that, actually, that actually is why we crashed then. That's the worst. thing. Yeah, I, <laughs> I feel like it is your fault. This my sucks. Only, my only thing here is I to go into this theory that I have, I think there's going to be some otherworldly forces going on here because we have gotten a lot of the religion talk. They were talking around the campfire about how, oh, what did you do to piss God off? That would have made this happen. Like, and then Mm -hmm. obviously the kid later on, will get to it as well. Seeing the ghosts or the lady in the tree. Like, obviously the show has been pretty realistic, but I'm not leaving it off the table. That paranormal paranoia kind of paranormal shit could be going on. Yep. My roommate said something like that. And that just was not at all my mind frame for this show. So it would be a surprise, but you're right. I I've come to be open to that idea. I think that's the only option three with these, like where did those carvings come from? And then that would also somehow explain that it looks like ben scott you know with the leg cut off whatever can also, we just call all right now that old coach is dead can we just call him coach because ben scott yeah, yeah. Just feels true yeah let's yeah, just call him coach. Ben that scott? Is coach. Yeah. sounds like mike scott and ben wyatt <laughs> oh. i was thinking ben wyatt yeah ben scott i kind of like ben scott okay coach fine we'll call him ben. i don't care bs yeah Let's yeah. rock it into current day, baby. Let's do yeah. it. So current day, we're in 2021. And the funny thing about this show is you would think that this is the most slow burn part of it, which it totally is. But with the knowledge of the past, it's really like a fun case study of what would happen to real humans and also older Shauna rocks. So like I, I ride for her and I don't care like how boring Callie thinks she is. I'm every time she's on the screen, I'm, I'm like there for it. I prefer older Shauna over younger Shauna any day of the week. So, and she seems to be the main character of current timeline day, her Nat, and then you could say, um, Taisa too. So we open with Jessica Roberts, who is interviewing seemingly randos right in the town. The main part of this is people are still finding this mysterious, relevant, like people still want to know. They say later in the episode, like people come out of the woodworks every few years on an anniversary or so. And I think this is like people talk about these things and they're infamous, right? And mm-hmm. to have lived it. And for for all of these people to have kept silent, like they really all did is incredible. It's like you're just dying. You're like, tell me what happened. We're so, gonna see it too. Three seasons, baby. While you say that, the one question running through my head is clearly some information has leaked because everybody's alluding to are the rumors true? Like, what do you think really happened out there? Like, so I'm wondering if there is any sort of credible information that has made it out to the media so that people just got enough of a taste to be like we need the whole story now mm-hmm. but yeah. how adult shauna handled this reporter like when she finally overstepped her bounds and was just like listen you little smug bitch get the fuck out of my house you don't know what the first thing about me and you're gonna come in here and tell me my life is poor like get out of here oh when she Dude. hits that switch that cannibal switch i'm like fuck yeah maybe cannibal. Who <laughs> the knows? cannibal switch Who knows? The, and i was the, you know i was so survival. hyped to find we were so hyped to learn too that she wasn't actually calling the fake reporter at the very end she's like uh we got some some uh someone's on the tail right now we got to handle this mm-hmm. and so i thought she mm-hmm. was definitely gonna call the reporter and cave to the money and she didn't and she's like i'm gonna ride for these people that 
I may or may not have been trying to kill, but either way, <laughs> this is still a secret. So I want to tell them about it. Yeah. So, Brian, to your point later in the episode when Ty, her wife and the son are getting pictured and the guy's like, I never believed any of those like nasty stories I heard. So yeah. I agree with you that there probably is some leaks, maybe people just speculating because like, you know, some people are, are going to die. Right. You know, it. we saw one right in the beginning. So there's going to be if there's not any good stories that they tell, people are going to make them up. You know, yeah. people are going to assume people are going to fill in the blank so the thing about yeah. someone ratting is if you are the first one to come out and admit the events of what happened you are the first source of that so you have the ability to bend this story to how you want it to make it sound and then everyone else that comes out afterwards saying like oh that never happened they're gonna sound you know kind of crazy as long as you're the first one that comes out you have the most credibility mm -hmm. and so that i think is going to go a long way here because in my head i was thinking you know why would because we get the time skip. I'm like, one of the survivors could have easily made a book about this already. We learned that none of them really have, or some of them were exploring the idea of it. Maybe. Um, we don't know how true that was. Yeah, not but, confirmed yet. But still, like having being the first voice to tell that story is going to be such a huge deal because you can make certain people come out to be villains. Like if someone yeah. who hated Thaisa wanted her to be like, you know, wanted to crash and burn her career, they could easily do it. Just be like, yeah, we we were in the mountains she was eating people left and fucking right yeah, yeah, yeah. you know like no more votes for her so well speaking of that think about this like people making up stories you you get home x 20 of you went out 10 of you come back i don't know the actual numbers many bodies aren't there it's like where are they there's mm -hmm. no body like they ate them all <laughs> you know yeah. what i mean like half of them they'll be able to be like okay like coach scott you know or co older coach like some of them you know like they don't get to cannibalism until later down the road so there will be some bodies but then there won't be some bodies so. right right yeah fucked up yeah and also jessica does you know i guess we kind of get this from all the backstory but she because because of how early in episode one this is you do find out shauna was pretty much a genius in high school and obviously as an athlete because she was on the soccer team and then and then she blows up so you're, you're finding out a lot about old shauna pretty early in this episode and i want to talk about her actor because we mentioned it at the beginning of this episode um kathleen you said she i didn't know that she was australian right is that what you said yeah do you uh, do either you guys, I guess even Kathleen, I don't think I've ever even asked you, do you know her from other things? Yep. Like a million things. I love her. Do you guys? A million. She kind of yeah. reminded me of the mom from Weeds, but I don't think it's the same actress. Well, she's actually the neighbor. How I knew her, which this is the first time I'm seeing her since I'm like a kid, because my dad watched all of Two and a Half Men. It was always on. And she's yeah. actually a mainstay reoccurring neighbor character that no pops in every single season. So when I'm seeing she loves this, I'm Charlie like, oh. Sheen, right? She uh, I, I don't. He's I don't like in really love remember. with them. She's the Doesn't neighbor. Yeah, like... yeah, yeah. I think so. She yeah, probably yeah. has a storyline where she hooks up with him too. I'm sure, but like. This is this is like nostalgic for me, this actress, because of like how ingrained in my childhood she is. I used to always see my dad watching her and stuff, but she's awesome. And also, coincidentally, she's going to be in The Last of Us. So we also cover that show. And she, I yeah. did see that, yeah. actually. That's amazing. It's just perfectly timed. She's she could mm -hmm. be she's early running for actor of the year because we got Yellow Jacket season two and then The Last of Us. You know, those are. The yeah. So she was the lead on a show called Togetherness. I watched on HBO, but she's also in a bunch of indies films that like drop on Amazon Prime and stuff. I guess I should have mentioned this at the beginning of us talking about 2021, but this is going to be split a little bit differently than the other things. We are going to go through all of episode one until we hit episode two, where it's like three bucketed 
timelines between the three main characters that are very separated. So let's continue keep going through current day of episode one content here. And then this is our intro into old Nat, who is getting released from rehab. Knowing what you guys know about young Nat now, like, is this surprising? Like, are you happy to still see her at least being alive? Like, what are your thoughts here? Because she's pretty unhinged as well. If you're an addict and you survive a plane crash and cannibalism, your only other option is to get more addicted to drugs and <laughs> Correct, alcohol. Yeah. Like there's you you are you have not no you're yeah. not gonna just sober up after experiencing all that. So it wasn't really a surprise to see that she was in rehab. Um obviously didn't look like great, you know, she wasn't happy by any means. Like I don't think she cracked yeah. a smile even once as a as a her future self. But yeah, old Nat definitely love her already. The way she just strutting around with that fucking gun, just so intimidating. I think she's so badass. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm wondering what her life between being rescued and now was like. Where'd she get that car? Because she came from poverty and then she came back from the plane crash and made somewhat of a life for herself. She was in rehab, troubled girl, owns a gun. I'm like, did she just like become an assassin and use her like cannibal skills to just keep killing people? Because she had no problem just going up to Misty and being like, this so, is the deal. Says, Hello, miss you crazy fucking bitch. <laughs> yeah, I was like, I love these two. I feel like they're probably both team cannibal, though. Now that we know that Misty is cannibal, I feel like Nat wouldn't reach out to Misty unless they had the bonding of both having been cannibals. Yeah. Like, so but I'm getting that. She didn't impression. reach out to her. She only reached out to her thinking that she was the one that sent the postcard through that. But but that still. kind of still ties in with what B Thomas is saying. Like they if they both got the postcard or if you know she thought she sent the postcard, they're both in on it a little bit deeper than everyone else potentially. And for them to go right to each other, it leaves it up to interpretation that Nat could definitely be a cannibal. Right. But yes, I like Nat and of the survivors, one of them was bound to turn to the bottle or to the drug or whatever mm-hmm. it was. So she's our she's on that character. She's Perfect. a badass, so I yeah. like adult Nat. So that was our intro to her, and then we can move to the quick intro from old older version of Taisa, who you actually, I think, originally get the perspective of Shauna seeing her on TV. Yes. But either way, she's running for state senator. We talked Yo, about that. And is that's... the person she's married? Sorry, is the person she's married to? We don't know her. She's like okay. A yeah, she's just a random person that wasn't ever mentioned. Okay, yeah, yeah. sure. That scene where she sees the commercial of Taisha right before that, she's watching Jeopardy. Gets the answer wrong. She's like, Linda, you dumb bitch. <laughs> I know, so good. <laughs> that was like a laugh out loud. Nothing scene that just made me like Shauna the character more. Dude, what she is like- funny. She's funny. Like the yep. whole what time. a complex character living in this like stay at home mom body. Mm-hmm. Like she when when the reporter infers that like oh you could have lived such a big life and and this is where you are now she's like you better go fuck yourself like I get the it's crazy. She's like witty and clever you know mm-hmm. like well you know she's smart from her yeah from yeah. Her, yeah for yeah. sure yeah but she's not like nerdy smart she's like kind of cynical a little bit hates the world smart. Maybe that's even the wrong take. Yeah, too. She got straight A's and was accepted into um Brown, right? Like she was nerdy, smart too. I'm saying I was gonna vouch for beats. I'm saying after the time skip, she definitely has that vibe to her yeah. because of yeah, obviously yeah. the life changing yeah, events yeah. that she goes True through. That. Yeah. Great character though yeah. so far. And you also find out about her dynamic pretty quickly with her daughter Cal- Callie. Callie? 
I don't know. Callie. I think they said uh, Callie. Callie, yeah. Callie. And then also, quote unquote, dad is working late again. It's a pretty good, easy th- uh, wrench to throw into the process. He easily, easily called out that he was definitely. Well, OK, I guess it's not confirmed that he's a cheater, but it was so predictable. Like when you get that storyline of, oh, dad's home. Dad's out working late. It's like, OK, he's mm-hmm. cheating. I but was Jeff. So, yeah, he's cheating. I was so ready to hate Jeff like the person because of like the cheating in high school stuff and then when we're initially given their adult marriage i was like honestly jeff seems kind of like a good guy i thought he was going to continue to be like an abusive douchebag husband it's not confirmed that he's cheating it seems like it's all but confirmed that he's cheating so that's gonna suck but once a cheater always a cheater so would you argue that me watching it a second time i wasn't convinced i I couldn't really tell but would you argue that Callie also thinks that too because she kind of like apologizes to the mom when he says dad's working late again she's like sorry oh i thought it was just because she thought the mom was lonely yeah that's that how be, i took it oh, okay. i didn't think that it was a uh, openly dad is cheating also asking, she was masturbating know. to Callie's boyfriend's picture Dude. which was crazy and then kyle walks in me and my roommate were just like he walked in and grabbed the room by the scruff of the neck. He was just like, Mrs. G, what up? Looking fine tonight. I'm like, this guy walking in and just asserting himself. I wish he had a okay. monster in his hand or something. Kyle, Let's talk about this. Named. Do you think she's like masturbating to like what she misses back in being like the before times? Or do you think she's literally masturbating to this young boy? Um, I. <sighs> I don't know. I'm not trying to get into the mind of her masturbating to a young boy because it it's seems so a little wild. bit weird. Clearly, Jeff maybe was that kind of dude in high school. So it's just yes. shades of that. But yeah, I don't know. So wild. I, it's so it's noteworthy wild. for sure. So I took it as the second one, unfortunately. But with the hindsight of what we know now, I think Yes, you're right. That that's a good way of putting it. That I think she was more so masturbating to the idea of like being younger, and being younger, time. and like having kind of like the world in the palm of her hand. Like she did have a guy, and she did have an edu- like a good education going forward. So her life back then was very good. But I first watched, I just was like, she's definitely masturbating to that guy. <laughs> Callie's bad too. Yeah, that was that yeah, wild, kinky. So speaking of Shauna being wild, let's just keep moving. So mm-hmm. Callie forgets to take the thing out of the free- of the freezer and she absolutely murders and guts that fucking rabbit like an absolute pro. Like, yeah, let's go. Let's go. Totally a pro. Absolutely. It was good stew, too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. It was chicken. That's that moment. That another one of those moments where she just turns it on, like the survival instinct kind of thing kicks in. And I'm I sure just, I just smile whenever I see it because it's just so badass. I'm sure to a certain point, some of these girls do miss some of the routines that they probably had, like skinning a rabbit mm-hmm. in a way might have been like calming to her. And it also meant that in a dire situation, she had a hot meal in front of her. So like, yeah, I mm-hmm. think she gets a kick out of flexing her skills. And it kind of ties into what I was saying earlier, too, with the whole like theme of, you know, vegetarian and, you know, humans eating uh, like animals because they the family themselves were so ready to not eat that meal. If she had been like, yeah, like I actually killed this rabbit right in our front yard and ate like we are eating it. And so it just again, it just ties in like they were cannibals. They were eating meat and like we eat meat 
but when we think of actually what the consequences of it means by like killing someone and or an animal and then eating it, that's when we get completely turned off. But if she had just been like, oh, I picked up rabbit from the market and we made this stew, they would have been, been like, oh, deli- yeah, they yeah. would have been, they would have been totally fine with it. But instead, they were completely grossed out by the idea of her mom actually killing and cooking this rabbit. Yeah. So I'm actually morphing two scenes, right? She kills two rabbits. She kills a rabbit in the first episode and a rabbit in the second episode. So we we did jump a little bit. That's my fault. But the first one, she just kills it to kill it because it's eating her plants. Yeah. And then the yeah, second one, yeah. she kills the rabbit fresh to, to cook it because it's like, it, just to jump to that scene and we're talking about like Shauna and Jeff's dynamic, Jeff's like truly trying to tell them about their day and Shauna's just not even paying attention. I'm like, you're being a bitch. Mm-hmm. Pay attention. What is happening? <laughs> <laughs> no, did I mean, you get sen- that? The sentiment still is the same though, even though because that's my fault. I took the bad notes in the first part, but yeah, I mean, Shauna's just like so, just like on. It seems like she's so on the edge because she's living this freaking sheltered, like work at home mom kind of lifestyle, but with this insane past and these things that just trigger her are just so interesting to see how they play out and how it's just like eating at her from the inside to the point where you're right. Like she's not even paying attention to anything that's really normal. And she really only yeah. gets behind things that like get her excited or have any sort of spark, which in the second, in the second episode, like when she does have the whole like scandalous conversation, Blame. I guess yeah, it kind of like triggers something into her and she goes and fucks the shit out of Jeff. Like all of this, she's just a, such a weird bottle of emotions and memories like yeah. it's, I, I don't know i don't even know how to describe because I love i've never her. seen something like this her. before yeah i will admit though when she kills the rabbit for the first like the first rabbit in the first episode that reminded me of when i was a kid there was a rabbit i think our at the time our cat garfield had gotten to in our yard but didn't kill it fully and so the no. rabbit was, its leg was like broken and i was like kind of freaking out i was a kid my dad's like, oh, don't worry about it. Like, I got this. And uh, all I remember is just seeing him carrying a shovel, <laughs> literally a shovel, doing the exact same, like, was going to do the exact same thing that Shauna did. Just put it out of its misery and then bury it. You have it. to, yeah. Yeah. The second one was way more intimate because she goes for, like, a cleaver knife. Oh, yeah. And that's when she, yeah. like, yeah. But that's because she's going to cook it. So she needs that True. clean. Yeah, you need to be precise. Yeah. Yep. So she gets in this car accident and I'm going to let you say it, Lou. Who does she get in the car accident with? Does it does it not make sense? Because how I've been. Uh, so this new character that we meet, his name is Adam. I've just been calling him the MILF hunter because he is <laughs> in even re- in real life, a decade younger than her. That's enough for me to call him a MILF hunter. That's yeah. what I'm going to call him. But uh, yeah, that whole Adam scene was very interesting because he was making the joke about being all adorable or she said the adorable thing. But I, I thought it was pretty smooth and charming. Oh, yeah. yeah 100%. Agreed. He's hot. I. I, my impressions of him, I'm still keeping an eye on him. He didn't mm-hmm. seem totally genuine. He did kind of seem like a little, maybe it was because he was just so full of himself. Like he just carried himself so confidently, but I, I, I didn't trust him, especially when we have that one fake reporter going around trying to dig up things. Like you can't really trust anyone. Like what if mm-hmm. that was all planned by him, you know, to, to have her crash into her and, you know, get some more details about the event. Like he probably, he could have known easily who she was. Mm-hmm. So. Sure. She totally crashed into him, though, and then tried oh, to the blame person. him. It's always so in like scenarios. It's always the person in the back that is at fault there. Like, I thought you, stop, was... you can't just stop whenever you want. It's like, yeah, I kind of can. Like if something ha- like if something crosses the street or he something. said that's uh, what taillights are for. But <laughs> you clearly took the brunt of it. Yeah, he played the crash perfectly. Mm-hmm. 
And I thought him shooting his shot by saying, I know a boy at the mechanic. He'll take care of you. And then they only get the phone call. He's like, I thought you'd think it was cute if you showed up and yeah. it was me. I'm like, this guy is smooth as hell. That is Bill a move. Hunter, bro. That is a move. And <laughs> yeah, if she was on the market, it would have been signed, sealed, delivered. Okay. I mean, she will be once she finds out Jeff. Well, once she gets confirmation of Jeff and Bianca or whatever the girl's name is from the text message. That's Yeppe? the first. That's the first person she's going to. She's going to be like, Adam, what you doing? You up? <laughs> Wait, are you um staking a claim? Is he your self-proclaimed boy? Talking to me or Dave? Yeah, you said my boy Hefe, Jeff. Is he your boy? Like, are you yeah. putting that flag <laughs> no, down? No, no, I'm not okay. fighting that flag. I just wanted to call him Yefe. I mean, it's easy enough for everyone to sit here and, sit and plant the flag for young Nat because she's the shit. But that's that's the kind of hot take I like to hear from an episode yeah, one two yeah. coverage. I mean, so. if he's not <laughs> confirmed cheating, then he is the victim in this relationship. Okay, I'll because grant she... that caveat then. So he could be your boy, but if he's cheating, he's not your boy. But if he's if he is yes, confirmed yes. cheating, he is no longer. Yeah, I'm not going to hold you to it. Also, also, I will say I could never imagine acting out two people role playing, f- doing forced sexual role play in a failing marriage. I thought it was going to be so cringe. And they were just like, oh, these actors are actually like kind of getting through this scene. It was very well done. Yeah, I don't know. Another scene of Shauna, like they go through this awkward scene at the therapist. Like they obviously like the sex is whatever. So they're trying something new. She doesn't even tell him about the crash. She's got the number on her fucking arm. She's, he's like, you, you what? You got in an accident. You didn't tell me like they're obviously so broken. But I thought the sex scene I was like or the fantasy scene leading up to the later sex scene. But I was like. I still feel like it's like you're not trying You're make you are making fun of him like you're giggling mm-hmm. in his face. And I get that not all people can role play. You know, it's not like excuse a thing, me, but I'm like, sir, <laughs> which is she funny because it was probably her real though. accent. Yeah, yeah. Yes. Yeah. And he called her out and she kind of like, no, I'm not. But she was. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I totally agree with you, Brian. And he was totally justified to be like, nah, I'm kind of over it now. Yeah. Yeah. But she rebounded nicely in the next episode when she was about it. She said, "Ooh." So I I'm in the bed market. Yeah, I miss. <laughs> you're right. That was much better. <laughs> but I misspoke yeah. when I said that it was the um like the scandalous call that got her like kind of revved up. But it was actually the the killing of the rabbit and stuff like that. So because right after she she guts the rabbit, feeds everybody, whatever. That's when she does the goes after Jeff to have sex. The role and stuff. play. Yeah. Yeah. And <laughs> dude, one of my favorite parts is like jeff is obviously pretty damn satisfied after so he like kisses her after and he's like i'm gonna go take a shower and then he like stands up and he's like, Woo! He's like <laughs> yeah he was so fucking hype <laughs> <laughs> i feel like a dude who's getting it on the side wouldn't react like I that i was literally just gonna make that comment that if i you're feel getting... like he was hype the yep. flame is back in my marriage yeah. like i would agree with that i would agree with that all right well that's all we get for shauna and we can pick it back up in episode three coverage but now we can step back a little bit let's take the low-hanging fruit and go through Thaisa real quick because Mm -hmm. she she has way less scenes than Nat and Misty we covered her episode one stuff because the last thing that happens is she meets with she meets with Shauna and Dave you talked about that at the diner and they talk about her being in the public eye blah blah blah. but now we can talk about her haunting a hill house moment that she has with her son right I just want to ask what you guys think. This is where I started thinking like, okay, there could be ghosts or, you know, God or something because 
like it's just so creepy to imagine just one of those survivors just every night just climbing into that tree just staring at the kid every night so to me it just feels like he says lady in the tree yeah that's and that to me just feels very ominous and very ghost-like so this is where it's for me it's like okay i'm opening my mind up to the idea of potentially this could be like other world creatures because this was so freaky like it was just freaky at the end yeah, of the day it was the just kid, fucking freaky. so sammy sammy, sammy. so weird yeah, yeah. It's literally I, the shining it's yeah just how it I, feels like it's just... i remember i felt the same exact way when i watched it first time. either he's like dave say, saying actually seeing someone in that tree like a specter or something or my only other guess would be thaisa somehow projecting her trauma on him like when he was I, but I don't even know. She seems to have her shit buttoned up. She would never let it spill over into Sammy. So I'm just not sure where he's getting these ideas from. If not, unless it's like Natalie climbing up there just because she's crazy. Yeah. Like, I'm going to get you. I'm going to get your mom man. I'm going to get your mom. That's what I'm I don't know what else like, she has to do. But, you know, you said she has it all bottled up, but she does have that one moment where buttoned she's doing up, it, buttoned her up. buttoned up. She's doing the shadow puppets. And then when she does the wolf one, you see the flash to the wolf. So that's like For her sure, only PTSD. Yeah that we've seen so far but you're right she does seem to have it more controlled than at least the other that happened before she opens the window obviously because otherwise the light would have bled through and they would have been able to do shadow puppets but that kind of almost solidifies a little bit more that there potentially could be you know something otherworldly going on here the lady in the tree they called her yeah, that was just a weird scene I don't really have a read on Sammy or what's up with him but like bent neck lady I I never related that to like supernatural forces until Dave you brought it up. So that's I just want to keep like, my mind open to it if it does happen. If it does I got you know, I'm totally fine with the show being either 100% like realistic, you know, no ghost, no god kind of thing. I'm all on board for that, but if they do want to open it up to being like a a scary kind of horror ghost movie or show, then I'm also in for that as well. And remind me to bring up my Kathleen, me and Kathleen's text, because we had a a pretty similar conversation when I was watching it live for the first time about this whole like supernatural element to it. Mm -hmm. So we'll talk about that later, but now let's, let's finish out these two episodes, this coverage with going through the blending of current day Misty, which we have one scene the ending scene of episode one and then Misty and Nat's intertwined storyline in episode two, which again, not too long, only like two or three scenes here. But what did you guys think about seeing current day Misty? Because on a date. Yeah. So it was, (laughs) (laughs) she could totally get it. I I was obsessed with that. So before the day, crazy, she's got the cute, the cute glasses. She just looks good, man. She just looks good. (laughs) I concur. Before the date, she's at the old fo- folks home and she's like, has oh, a yeah. run in with one of the elderly patients. And I looked at my roommate. I was like, she's kind of in her lane to do that. That old woman just went for it. Come on. You're just being oh. mean for the sake of being mean. And that was like not elderly abuse retaliation. That was a you do this again. You're going to be in pain. That's all it is. Like, don't fuck with so, me. Don't what? fuck yeah. with me. Yeah. And then she proceeds to go on the date. And this poor guy going on a date with her. He was being rude. But at the same time, he was like, this chick's crazy. Did you take her opening the- up with just ripping like clams? Like all these things are just like weird <laughs> oh turn ons for her is so funny. And that's and it turns me on. Like, <laughs> but I'm rambling. <laughs> yeah, she, she's on. listing them off. And I'm like, OK, these are her interests or likes. And she's like, steam clams. <laughs> All right, enough of my turn on. She I'm like, said knuckles. 
Yeah, Knuckles. Like, oh my God. <laughs> but B Thomas, when we're going back to that uh Misty scene with her and the old woman, um, did you take it as Misty was the bitch there, or did you take it as uh the old lady was the bitch? Because I honestly thought that maybe in my head that Misty has control over all these people and is like treats them like shit. And this one lady was like, I've had enough of you. Like, here's my sign of rebelling against you because I'm so sick of your shit and you running this place. Hey, I've worked in the service industry. She approached that interaction looking like someone who's just like, I'm going to put on a smile, do my lines and get through this interaction and do my job. And she tried to do that. And the old woman made it nasty. And only at that point was she just like, fuck around. You're going to find out. (laughs) So would you think that other old women in that home would hate misty or like just have no like if they crossed misty then misty would retaliate it seems like she does not go to work being like i'm gonna abuse some elderly people (laughs) and that is the side of her that you know the maternal instincts after the plane crash that kicked in she Mm. likes taking care of and helping people she likes being needed honestly Mm -hmm. yes she wants to be loved Yes. So like, I'm sure there's a lot of old folks that love having this chick that just loves to take care of them and be with them. And but yeah, that was a a nasty old lady. Okay. But yeah, then you get to the date. And that's probably the most unrealistic thing about this whole show is that some guy wouldn't try and go home with her because you're right. She's fucking beautiful. That was insane. Right now, Nat saved this man's life. She's yeah. like, come on in and see my bird Caligula, this Caligula, whatever the fuck. I'm like, this man's going to die in this house. Like, this is the creepy. He was scared for his life. And that yeah. saved his life. He was just like, nope. Yeah. When he walked in and saw I'm Matt with the shotgun. <laughs> I'm surprised Nat even let him life. go. Yeah. She was so she looked so pleased to see Nat. Like, tickled pink with the biggest smile even with the shotgun she's like yes like she loved it and she even in the next episode like when her and nat are walking through the kitchen and they're kind of like half accusing each other of sending the postcards she's just like how do i make you do a girl like it's so funny like yeah. she's so good in this role at being like we're all nuts we all yeah. went through this thing and like she still just is like seeking approval of Nat and whoever, you know, like that she just needs that approval and she never gets it. It's exactly but, what I mean it is, in yeah. these two episodes. Yeah. Yeah. Any other comments before we move to the bar? Let's do it. Yeah, because this was a surprise to me as well. Is when they do go to the bar after Nat finally agrees, like, okay, Misty probably didn't send this to me and herself just to trick me in this situation. Like we both got these cards. So they go there to start theory crafting and right on character. Misty is part of this online Facebook community of detectives. That's just, Oh, it's a fun time. We try and work together to solve cold cases. Nobody asked us to do it, but we, (laughs) yeah, (laughs) this girl is the love of my life. But Kevin shows up. (laughs) I was going to say, because Kevin shows up and I did not expect that at all. And he is, was Nat's burnout friend when we were in the younger scenes. And he's just a buttoned up detective now who still clearly is like interested in rekindling with their friendship. And like, once they have a drink with her caught me by surprise at this point. So we've always been, we've been talking about the, the events of what happened like during the crash and the cannibalism of those exact 19 months. But, you know, obviously Kevin wasn't a part of that. So we also have to get glimpse of like the immediate aftermath. Like when Nat comes back, what does she say to Kevin or does she just completely yep. kind of like shut him out kind of thing and just completely ditch him? So there's just so many like levels of not only just the 19 months that we have to focus on, but the relationships these people had with 
people that weren't on the flight, you know, just and how 100%. that all comes crashing down mm-hmm. or, you know, gets reinforced kind of comes stuff like crashing down. Ah. <laughs> and it, uh, now that I'm even thinking about like when I'm talking about that, I'm now even thinking about like Jeff and Shauna, like Shauna went through all that shit and then still went back to Jeff and like had all these secrets. It's crazy. It's well, crazy. I'm almost thinking the fact that they wound up together. I'm not sure if that makes it more or less likely that Jackie dies probably less likely because she could just come off that plane. It becomes a no harm, no foul sort of thing. And they just kind of continue their relationship. All all of them right after the 19 months, once they get quote unquote rescued, extracted, whatever I said, extracted because of the wilds rescued is the correct (laughs) term for that. Like how they respond to be reintegrated. Yeah, that's a great point. And I love that you guys are thinking about that. I wonder if just the details that came out on the day of the rescue are how the rumors of their cannibalism came out. Like maybe there was a shot of like a deer skin, like face mask or something like these girls were up to some crazy stuff. <laughs> and that's great th- point. Great. Then, I've never thought about that. Like yeah. the, what they looked like the day they got rescued. Oh that's God. fucking crazy. <laughs> and like to go in gnarly. The- they're just like biting the pilots that are fucking rescued. Yeah. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> but yeah, it's just oh, I forget what I was going to say again. I'm so good at just forgetting my train of thought. <laughs> <laughs> I'm keeping that in. <laughs> I just thought of a question: Are Travis and his younger brother that are only boys in the crash site? And and, and Coach Scott. and Coach Scott. Yeah. Okay. I'm just formulating like since the only adult man is handicapped like there is no physical strength person like you know what i mean the girl, i guess the it gr- would it would fall to, to travis who's the high school his younger brother i feel like a high school girl could like wrestle him to the ground know what i mean like yeah if that makes sense i don't know that was just a thought i had no it, they are the two it, only boys though it comes up gotcha yeah Okay, so yeah, like Nat's being all weird about anytime Travis has talked about. She even see the thing that I caught the second time watching, which I was, I guess I'll just say it is is just like the whole Misty has like this portfolio of things that she's been using to keep tabs on Yellow Jackets and figure things out about like the postcard, right? Like that's what she was kind of like self detectiving um, about, but she has the license of adult travis right is that what that was yeah or yeah a passport scanned, or something. A scanned yeah, yeah. driver's scanned license picture. and yeah. nat has a curious line there where she says like are you sure that's him unless i'm like misremembering that i i believe the line was her just commenting on how difficult he was to track down or no she's the that. one that says that she's like yeah talk about someone who didn't want to be found yeah i think she says something along the lines of like that that's him yeah like, that's i thought him. that's what i remember hearing and i don't yeah. remember picking that up the first time like, doesn't sure that kind him? of imply that like older nat hasn't seen older travis if she's saying like she's I not think we're misremembering him. the line because i didn't get that at all i i i'm just thinking I'm... that either way it sounds like travis at some point just whether it's during that 19 months just vanishes and maybe they're all assuming that he's dead and he's just gone and like uh, later down the line his name gets brought up somehow and then they're all like shit he's still alive kind of thing but i i think there's still like i i guess we'll just have to watch and find out because i don't i can't even begin to assume when travis goes missing right. like is it right after the crash is it you know 5 months into the crash is it almost at the 19 months so yeah. like, does he get rescued oh. with all of them we'll see 
aside from Travis, was there anybody else noteworthy in her binder or portfolio that we saw? I was looking through it. There was nothing. I mean, she just had some random stuff. Like she had some pamphlets. She had the Taisa senator senator stuff. That was it. Didn't key us off that somebody else was alive. I suppose. Gotcha. But that leads us to our last scene here. Um, and then they are gonna. Nat wants to track down adult Travis by herself, but then her car's fucked up and coincidentally Misty's around at that time. So she Misty offers to let her drive her car to them as long as Misty can go. And that's Misty fucked up her car, yes. I mean Yeah. <laughs> Misty also <laughs> fucked up her own car so that she had to get the ride home from the date. <laughs> yep. She loves fucking up cars. Is what so we're finding out. my first read was that Natalie just to fuck with Misty because she was in the parking lot, like stalking her. Fucked with her car to like try and pounce her, but then her date show, whatever. But then my roommate was just like, nah, man, Misty did it both times because <laughs> she's crazy. <laughs> she I was crazy. like, that makes sense. Yeah, definitely. This this is definitely already going to be one of my favorite duos. I think they're just so these are probably one of the most polar opposite characters that you could have. Mm-hmm. And they're both on this like manhunt for Travis. So it's going to lead to some great content. Absolutely. Just I can already see Nat just getting like however far into their drive, maybe even like 10 minutes in their drive. And she's like, I want to fucking kill this girl. She doesn't shut the fuck up, you know? Well, that's actually a perfect segue into talking. I mean, we're done the, the two episodes. So wh- like I mentioned earlier, I want your guys initial top three characters and the caveat being that older and younger versions of characters are 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 different entities so you can love one and hate the other you can love them both and they're both in your top three i just want your guys gut reaction because it seems like dave you were getting at right there like you like older nat and older misty would you consider either those three in your or either yeah, of those two in I your top three misty both young and old is probably actually in my top three <laughs> two of your three okay so funny i just She's fucking weird. She's great. She's so energetic. I love her. So she's definitely in there. I'll just list off. So older Nat probably. Um, and then my third would have to go to. So did you say young or old Misty? I guess that would be three. I guess that would be three then. You're right. Because I said young and old Misty and then and Nat. old Nat. Yeah. Old Nat. Got it. Okay, cool. Brian. But I'll try and think of a third one if we're counting those Misty's at the same. But if it's on. No, they're different entities. So you're good. Okay. In no particular order, adult Shauna, adult Misty, and Jackie. Okay. I would say I like adult. It. I would slide adult Shauna so probably at like an honorable mention. I, I'm inclined to say that adult Misty might become or already is like number one. Yeah. yeah. Um, Kathleen, I don't blame you pro- guys. <laughs> She's entertaining. Oh yeah. Is it appropriate for us to say ours, or is it just? kind of irrelevant. No, let's let's as not. As long as you stick to the top, we're I was biased. Say, as long as you okay. think of only these first two episodes, I'd like to hear, I, but I feel like I that's couldn't. not, yeah, I was do just you, saying, that's probably not doable. Do you I'm remember... comfortable saying that young Nat was always in my top three, pretty much from the same. Yeah. I was gonna say, do you guys remember one character standing out above the rest at this point in the show? Like, early goings? Young Nat, for me. We loved Misty. Like, we were Misty girls. Because how can you nice. not be? She's mm-hmm. so fucking wild. Especially, nice. like, just wait. Just wait, guys. It's yeah. going to be so good. You can watch life. three and four right after this if you wanted to. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna. <laughs> um, I mean, that's it. Parting shots? Anything, anybody? Because I feel like that, it went a little bit longer, but that's how intros usually go. Because we kind of kind of set the landscape, talk about every single character. But yeah, that was incredibly us. fun for me. I don't know about you guys, but that was so good. And I'm sure next time we don't have to waste time talking about who everybody is. And we can just get right yeah. into 
the chaos sure. that is happening. It's going to be good. Yeah. Yeah. This was just such a great show. Kathleen, I think you, you know, my taste, you knew a year ago that I was going to love this show. You <laughs> still knew I was going to love this show. And yeah. this is definitely right up my alley. I love me a good thriller show. Uh, the drama mixed in with it just is so money. If they go the supernatural route, that'd be very interesting. I'm going to keep that as one of my overarching theories for right now, especially with the the picture as well, thinking that that's a uh, coach. So yeah, it just is so fun to theorize. Literally couldn't even begin to project where this is going to, how this season's going to end, because I just feel like there's so many plot points that we could get to that yeah. obviously some are going to have to get skipped. So this is going to be just so fun to cover. We mm-hmm. Yeah, great ensemble, cast, plane crash, cannibalism. It's it's a recipe for success, and I'm really enjoying it so far. Yeah, thumbs up. I thought you yeah, meant great, I thought you were going to say great ensemble podcast cast for this. <laughs> uh, well, that too, honestly. Yeah, we we're really great. It's, it's we assemble the Avengers here, the um, the Pinchtown Avengers. I, do, I, me- I mentioned this earlier. Yeah, it is the OA squad. Fuck yeah, we got to get Julia in on this. Does Julia watch yeah. Yellow Jackets? Her and Peter stopped watching midway through. I don't know how. Oh, I, I do not know how. Julia. I feel like Julia would really like this. No, hundred percent. Are you kidding? I, I'm the one who was like, you got to watch it. Yeah, so yeah. I don't know. Um, yeah. all right, but I do. I mentioned this earlier um I, i'm gonna take take a inventory at the end of each episode along with the top three characters i want both of you just gut reaction of who you think antler queen is in 19 months at the end Ty, of the category. throw it on the board Taisa? okay b toms feel like the name antler queen is misleading me to assume it's a girl but travis there's an avenue for him to assume power there if it is one of the girls, I mm, I didn't make up that term, by the way. That's like a community. Yeah. 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 He yeah. looked like taller than them. Maybe it's Lottie. I thought we saw boobs on the Antler Queen. I could be completely wrong, but I thought I we t- I thought we saw some mounds. What do you mounds. see it, dude? She was like in yeah, multiple layers mounds? of shoals. <laughs> there were some mounds there. There were some mounds. Yeah, okay. Okay, buddy. Is your guess Lottie? Yeah, my guess is Lottie. Okay, all right, there you go. I like it. That's actually a pretty good guess too, if, especially going into your whole schizophrenia theory. Like that would be, I feel like that could definitely be an outcome for her. Mm-hmm. Honestly, Antler Queen just looked like physically taller than the people to either side, and Lottie was a tall girl. Mm-hmm. Count it, love it. All right, y'all. That was our Yellow Jackets episode one and two coverage. If you like what you heard. We also covered Dexter Newblood, which was on Showtime. We cover all different kinds of things. We covered the wilds if you're in the plane crashes. We have over 300 episodes. We are going to be at 400 close, like sooner than you think. Go check us out. Um, if you know, we're there's seven of us. We cover all different types of shit, and you'll like it because we're good. We're a great ensemble cast podcast cast. Um, but yeah, so go follow us on Binge TV on Twitter, Instagram. Um, subscribe on Apple Podcast app, Spotify app. We love talking about TV, and we love you guys. We are Binge Town TV. Thanks for listening. Buzz, 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 buzz. Buzz, 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 buzz. buzz, 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 buzz. <laughs> That's all I wanted. I yeah, I it it had to be buzz, buzz, buzz. I was totally going to go into, <laughs> I'm waking up. <laughs> <laughs> I know Dave usually cues up the outro, whatever no, you buzz, say. Actually, I was, buzz gonna, was, I was like trying to hold a really hand up. Really I was like, it's got to be buzz, buzz, buzz. Yeah, it has to <laughs> You're listening to the Geekscape Network.
You're listening to the Geekscape Network. 